what's your 20 this year's the podcast crew we're hauling up at 901 about to hit the airwaves ready for bookstores cool chatbots and the explosive relationships you'll only find in you've got mail well rev your modems or an earful of you've got mail The Ultimate Hacker Podcast. Fans of cinema. Cyber. Hope I'm much alike. That is, if you're not some no good. Superstore. Breaker, breaker, good buddy. Expect in-depth analysis, breaking news about the cast and crew, a little internet protocol. And we'll even have a something for your inbox. You've got mail. Yes. Those are very powerful words. Hello and welcome to another episode of An Earful of You've Got Mail. I'm Alan. Hello there, Herbie Ockles here. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing great, but what I care about more than that is how the audience is doing, so please, uh, you know, reach out to us. Yes, please send us. Well, we'll if you listen for the next two hours, at the end, we will provide some information on how to contact us. Well, that's um, the old fuddy-duddy way. Just, just send us vibes. I can feel it. I can <laughs> feel you. I hear you. I see you. And the whole world is going to be hearing from all of us very soon. Okay. Uh, so, welcome to the show. Welcome we, to the show, guys. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, we are in the 20th five minutes of the movie You've Got mail that's right yep thank you i'm on track so far <laughs> and uh so we're gonna be we're gonna be analyzing the 20th five minutes it's a bit of a just a disclaimer up front it's a light five minutes it's light it's it's i mean there's no like tragedy there's yeah it's fl- it's fun it's like a carefree op- opera buffa opera buffa uh yeah it's it's um you know, don't have to worry too much at all about it. But also, there's not as much to discuss as one might expect. But I'm excited. I'll just say this right now. I'm excited. Uh, I mean, without getting too much into it, Act 3 of movies is a make or break. Uh, Convoy, where we started, I think was just superb throughout. Uh, Cocktail, I think stumbled Act 3. I think I think You Got Mail has a very satisfying Act 3. Well, it's yeah, sure. It's the it is um, the payoff. It's the payoff. Yeah. So uh, without further ado, uh, maybe just uh, theme song. Uh, may- maybe, maybe. I mean, may- maybe. Welcome to our first and favorite segment, News, Fuse, Screws, and Feuds. Correct. Got them all. I've got a screw right up front. Uh, what's that? 
Um, I think it's on your part. Oh, uh, see more. Have you not closed the door to the studio recording area? Yeah, I can do that. Uh, do you not like the sounds of birds? There's a lot of birds. I mean, well, I mean, it's. I just wanted to make. Sh- I guess if it's intentional, then fine. Uh, it's springtime. Spring has sprung. I love it. That's my news. Spring has sprung. Okay. It's <laughs> As wonder- you can hear. Yeah, exactly. I think the birds are nice, and I think the viewers love them. Um, uh, one more piece of news. I got my uh, driver's uh, tags uh, finally sent. So uh, that's uh, that was due in February, and I just got it now in uh, early May. So that's good. That's uh, uh, Does that relate to you've got mail? I think it, 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 I got that today. My mindset it reflects how I'm feeling. I'm feeling buoyant. Nice. I'm feeling powerful. Uh, uh, I have another piece of news, but it's a bit more of a story, so we may want to save it for a time when we've got a little bit more time. You'll save it for your other storytelling podcast. I will save it for my companion podcast, You've Got Story Time. Uh, you probably um, hear in our voices, I got uh, one dose of Pfizer, and co-host Alan has two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two uh, two days post two, so uh, three days at this point, yeah. so I'm you know getting there. And, and more than anything, we're a, them off. we're a tech and hacker podcast, and there's big tech and hacker news this week. Is there now? Uh, Bill and Melinda Gates. That's true. Splitsies. Splitsville, baby. Mm, splits. Split. More like. Uh, more like splits. More like blue screen of, of divorce, blue baby. <laughs> uh, what's uh like a fancy community? A splits. Uh, fancy. Uh, you know, fancy like community? a split skated community. Uh, splits. Uh, we're, we're, let's get. Wait, what's the upscale time. version of Ville? As I'm saying, what's. Uh, I mean, Bill the Gates thing is, when, when you have I mean, something Ville... that sounds fancy, that's actually what like places that aspire to be fancy sure. do. The real places are called like Ville. Right, we're into it already. We're on track today. We are, and we actually have uh, some f- fun, s- special segments coming up later. So, oh yeah, it's going to be a packed. Well, so as I said, the app, as you'll probably hear in a second here, is a little light, but we've got some bonus content for you it's today. Make it so nice and dark to to darken it up a bit. Yeah. Also, if you're listening live, which you can't because you're on the podcast, but if you are listening live, you can join us in Wire Club at wireclub.com/chat/room. 30s underscore chat wireclub.com where people meet i love the site i just love it yes uh they're not an official sponsor but uh you know reach we out to state us. our opinions about them we can yeah and we love them and we love them uh um, please check them out <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no no calls to action but just you know that's that's just a feeling that's just a <laughs> feeling in our bones uh this is uh, something we like to call you've got spoiler and this is something where we talk about what happens in these five minutes, and we will uh, actually spoil these five minutes for you, so you know what to expect as we discuss. Yeah, and by we, I, well, at least for the second we there, I agree. For the first we there, we're really talking more you are going to spoil this. I mean, I think that you are an accomplice. I'm going to mute my microphone right now. You you are in a material accomplice. You actually you you materially funded the spoiling. So I did. Yeah, I paid for the summary. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so these five minutes, let's go. With his father, Joe. Oh, after... Excuse, 
Okay, I'll start over again. Wow. So I was I was mid, it was mid sentence. Wow. All I, right. I was, Maybe I, I do need to take this over. I was way too hit. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm helpless here. After having a heartfelt conversation with his father, Joe takes a bouquet of flowers up to Kathleen's apartment, and it turns out that she has the flu. So he takes care of her, and they Did form turn a out. friendship. That's basically it. That's it. And yeah. They, we, what was the last? Sorry, I was interrupting. What was the last phrase there? They they uh, turn. S- s- it turned out that she has the flu, so he takes he takes care of her, and they form a friendship. And they form a friendship. Wow, that's yeah. I mean, the, sure, that's that happens happening. on screen. It does. That happens on screen. Uh, so that's been you've got spoilers. That's been you've got spoilers. All right. I, w- I would um, say offhand uh, that or on b- hand, based upon the actual dialogue. She believes that she has the common cold and not the flu, but we are actually talking to a trained medical professional, so I, I, I trust her opinion. Yeah. Yeah, she's she she knows what she's talking about. Um, should we do a little key lime pie real quick before we get into these special segments? I think what's, that's a great idea. Cadence here? All right, so we're going to head over to Wire Club. We're going to type in our it's countdown here. music. I love it. We are... Oh, yeah, this is my favorite. This is my favorite song. Good. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, this is so we are joined in the chat room by X T I A N Jitian X Tian X Tian. Oh, Christian Christian X like T I A N. That's cool. Ah, very cool. Very cool. Change your Christian so you can pull that. Very cool. All right. Um, we are so yeah, we're gonna type in our key line pies, we're gonna read them to each other. Are we ready? Uh, I am ready. I have okay. it typed in. I'm ready to go. Oh, we're just we're just gonna go. Or we're gonna count it down. Let's count it down. Press enter, and they'll read each other's. Okay. This, this has been a, this has been an issue. You read mine. I read yours. I'm gonna you read, read yours. You read NY one five three. I read NY one five two. They look similar. All right. Ready. Three, Three, two, two one. one. Go. I was. He's the revolutionizing the place. That was my. That, I was yeah, torn your, between yours those was two. my backup too. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, that boy. So we we had the same one too. That was that was almost we almost perfectly matched in two ways. I just screwed up. I uh, <laughs> I, I wrote them both down on this piece of paper. Um, hey, Christian. Yeah. Hello, Christian. Uh, Christian doesn't know what's happening. Um. So yeah. So we have he's revolutionizing the place, which is from you. That's of course. Joe Fox talking about George Pappas. George Pappas. George I, I just feel like uh, it's it, it speaks to so much of the world around them at the time. It's not just about George. It's about the world. I Yeah, that was why I ultimately did not choose this, because I don't think it speaks to the complete five minutes. I, you make a good point, but I think it's the subtext. But I, I think you might have made the right, the right choice, but really close, really close. Yeah, so I chose I was the horrible one. Yeah, I, I, so let's award us each uh, 70 points. Okay, 70 points, and then a small deduction for, for not syncing up. Yeah, minus 70. My, <laughs> minus each. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, very good. Okay, that has been uh, Key Line uh, Pie. So, all right, uh, how do you want to handle this? Do we want to sync first? I think we want to sink here. As opposed to sinking at the end of the episode? Yeah, as opposed to sink. Well, so I figure, yeah, if we if we actually just, um, if we watch the movie but don't sink, and then at the end we just have a, have a clear point at which we stop playing and we tell people the time code, they can then back time it 
um, in the episode and figure it out on their own. Uh, okay, that's that's a wonderful idea. Um, yeah, let's let's uh, let's hold on it for now though. I think it might be too good. Uh, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna sync it up here. So what you are doing at home, hopefully, is you are grabbing your twentieth five minutes of the movie you've got mail. Okay. And you're going to loop it, you're going to lock it, you're going to get ready, and you're going to press play at the same time as we say go. You have two choices. You can actually kind of like, you know, have it paused ready to go, or you can actually just, you know, spawn it. If you have it paused like I have right now, you will, you should be seeing Dabney Coleman's face in uh, contorted. Oh, it's boy. It's look at. So contorted. So beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. All right. And so we're ready for the countdown. I am ready for the countdown. Okay. Here we go. Countdown time. Uh, I'm I'm ready for the countdown, but I need to, I need to get back to the chat room. Oh no. Okay, now I'm back. Okay. Hey. Here we go. Here we All go. right, ready? Five, 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 four, go. Flow. Right. I, I turned my play into a go, a little plow. Fills your heart with joy. How's it? How's it going? Ridiculous. How's your sink? Have um, I ever been with anybody who fit that description? It's close. Have it's you? close. Okay, that's all you can ask for. Yeah, um, yeah, that's all you can ask for. All right, uh, we confused a lot of people in Wire Club there. Okay, but now we're ready for the uh, analysis. Signed, sealed, delivered. Signed, sealed, delivered. Wonderful, wonderful timing. That's uh, okay. So let's let's talk about. It. We have we've. Uh, I will say, no more than three scenes, maybe as little as two. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so because we've got the we've got the conclusion of the boat scene. Yeah, very very minor. Really, just serves to tee up the rest of this. However, I will say. That split was perfect, right? In terms of, like, we got just the right amount of context at the start of these five minutes to reset us and remind us what's about to happen. The Ephraims know what they're doing. They know that people want a nice tee up at the beginning of five minutes. Uh, you know, that keeps it uh, basically a little bit of connection to last time, but mostly just kind of kicks you off in a whole new world. A whole new world. Yeah, so it's it's pretty good stuff. Uh, so pretty short, but definitely worth sinking your teeth into. Yeah, and I've got I've got one note on that. So actually, no, I have two. I have two notes on that. Wonderful. And then, yeah. would, would you consider this one scene with the subsin with him on the on the outside? Oh, so he's walking. And, no, no. There's two scenes here. There's the there's no. the there's the walk up and and gaining entry. And then there is the inside the apartment. I disagree because the gaining entry is fluidly connected to the second. To getting part. into the apartment. Uh, okay. I recall one scene mm. with the one scene. All right, then is but then walking. We don't think walking is a different scene. Or we do. That's 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 the early part of the scene. Okay, early scene, late scene. Sure. So let's just call it two scenes. Two scenes. Wow, it's a real yeah. This it's dire today. Good thing we have so many additional stories and segments. Absolutely. So uh, I'd say first off, I'd like to talk about the boat scene, and then we can talk about uh, everything else. Well, first, I would like to share my news. Uh, yes, I did. I, I didn't please. have time during the theme song because it's a it's a bit of a story that's going to take longer than thirty seconds. Okay. Okay. So um, we 
<laughs> we had a work event, which was a virtual game show hosted by a professional company that does this sort of thing. And there was a guess what your coworker answered to a given question game, right? So some people answered a question. Other people had to guess who guessed or who, who said which answer to the question. Okay. You know, you're familiar with that type of game? Something like the, like the newlywed game. Yes, like the newlywed game, yes, but with coworkers. Uh, Very appropriate. So, yeah. So, uh, well, the, questions, uh, the question was, um, if uh, you were there on the red carpet, um, you know, at the, at the Oscars, who would you most want to meet? And did you answer that? I, I did. I, so I answered Tom Hanks. Oh, I which, thought you were going to say Haywood Gould. No, which, well, no, no, because what I thought was funny about it, and, and this it gets into why this is not a boring story, hopefully. What I thought was funny about it is... It's a bad start. Pretty boring so far. Right? It's continue. an answer. It's like the most obvious answer ever, and it's an answer that like people would just give because it's like the first celebrity they can think of, right? Sure. Okay. So so I did so I did that and then um, you have like kind of like isolated tribes in the unknown world that would have said Tom Hanks there. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so so then uh, so I think like one group of coworkers guessed it correctly that I guessed Tom Hanks or that I said Tom Hanks and another one didn't and then so then they go around and they ask everyone like oh you know or they ask him like a different question about the about their answer and so so the host gets to me and goes. Uh, and goes, you know, oh, Tom Hanks, um, what would you most like to talk with Tom Hanks about if you saw him on the red carpet? At which point I get an opportunity to, in a complete deadpan, say, I uh, host a podcast about the movie You've Got Mail, and I think I would talk to him about that. Good. That's very good. So so it's always good to promote your side projects uh, at the workplace, anyplace else. So uh, yeah, did, you, did you convert them? Did you well, get them so, to review so the I show? I think he thought I was joking. Okay. Um, but, you know, again, I w- it was in a complete deadpan. So I w- was ensuring that I w- it was clear I was not joking. Well, as, a, as opposed to like just like, you know, smiling at the camera. Yes. Like, yeah, as opposed to, to realizing that it is an absurd thing to say. Well, what, do you, it's the, what do you mean absurd? It's just a fact. Well, it, it's mildly. Out of, um, I don't think it's, it's normally. It's unprofessional. The, I don't think it's normally the answer they get in response to the why did you pick Tom <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so then he asks, oh, how many episodes? <laughs> well, that's a difficult question to ask because is he talking about just the earful you got mail or is he talking about the entire earful uh, product? Well, so I said 18. He said, wow. And then he went on to the next person. <laughs> Oh, you should. I, I think you had more to explain. I think no, one, I, you're, did, I really you're didn't wrong. want it was, to. It was, yeah, it was nineteen, not eighteen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, anyway, that's my that's my news. Wow, what a, <laughs> what a story, Alan. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, I just had I had to tell it to someone because I don't. You know, did you? Did you? I did. I did because okay. it's it's a uh, it, you know I got a chance to. Um, uh, I got a chance to plug the show, first of all. That's important. Well, the important thing is you convert them to saying, can you go on iTunes, give us a rating, uh, please, a good rating. It'll help people find us. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, and I also got an opportunity to, I, I, you know, I think of it as slightly subverting a, you know, a, a weird game show thing. So. I think you should go with Haywood Gould, and then you could have uh, given more detail about it. That would, that's hard to explain. I don't think so at all. Okay, well. I think people know Haywood Gould. All right. She's okay. gone with Nora Ephron. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, okay. C1. Scene the first. Boat World. Uh, we're still in Boat World. Yeah. So I noted uh, one final detail I had not previously noted in the Boat World. What is that? 
Um, have you noticed the nautical navigation instruments? Uh, no. It was just like a bunch of like kind of coppery, bronzy things. Yes. Yeah. Like a, there's like I believe an old fashioned sexton and like some other related equipment. Do you think on... they're functional or just kind of doodads? Well, I mean, of course they're functional. Something like that doesn't really break. I mean, but, like, was it used for its functionality, or was it put on the wall like TJ Friday's stuff? Oh, yeah. No, I, 100%. I, I don't think they're... I, I don't think uh, the... What's the boat called? The Fox 2? Uh, this is uh, the Fox 2, yeah. Fox 2? Yeah, I don't think the crew of the Fox 2 is, is navigating by sextant. That is a good question. Of like, if does Nelson, like... Like, does he just go off by himself, or does he need, like, you know, assistance? I think that's a large enough boat you need. You, you probably need some help. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like he, it's mostly good as a place to live. Uh, a pay terre Yeah, which, you know, I mean, that's a, it's a very conveniently located, you know, I mean, it's, it's in, in the middle of Manhattan, you know, it's a, it's a little additional apartment that's also mo- mobile. It was very hot at the time. This is post-Waterworld. Everyone was like... Yeah, land is over. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's pretty good stuff. Yeah, so uh, they're they're chilling there, and more or less. I mean, we don't really talk about everything they said. Uh, well, we can listen to everything they say. Well, I'm saying last time, but we now have new information, and Nelson more or less is you know, his, you know, uh, in summary, saying, "Yeah, I'm unhappy. I'm always unhappy. I'm just, you know, I'm gonna just find someone new. Uh, continue doing that." Uh, until I die, you know, because happiness is unattainable for someone like me. That's kind of his his general point, right? Yeah, sure. Or yeah, just like, eh, you know, he's got that ennui. I mean, yeah, exactly. I think I think he's found enlightenment because he realizes that you know life is just eating eating nuts on your boat and then having a bunch of unsuccessful relationships. That does sound nice, eating nuts on your boat. Absolutely. And, and but he kind of says like, "Oh, have you ever had your heart filled with joy?" And he knows enough to know that, of course, you know, no one has. Uh, but Joe uh, tends to like he has this like moment of saying, "It's like, I think I've had my heart filled with joy." He does. I wrote down in all caps, "Epiphany moment." It's it's a really good too because at this moment we hear the opening of Stevie Wonder's signed, sealed, delivered. Signed, sealed, delivered. Which is unusual. This is a uh, apparently uh, in Motown they did this with a few songs, but uh, this is this is the famous one. This is a electric sitar. Ooh, an unusual instrument. Uh, this is, I mean, this the song was released nineteen seventy. Uh, sitar, of course, you know, was a. Uh, I'd say probably had its peak in Western music because the Beatles just a few years earlier. Yeah. Uh, but still, when was like, its peak in Eastern music? I, I mean, I'm not. Um, I would guess probably like uh, 1700s. Wow. Okay. I mean, I don't know anything about Eastern music, but that just feels right to me. Okay, here we go. Snap to find the one single person in the world who fills your heart with joy. Well, don't be ridiculous. Have I ever been with anybody who fit that description? Have you? Very Beatles. But there's something there's something about sitar that makes it sound like the internal workings of your imagination. You know? That's why the Beatles loved it, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, Kathleen Kelly, very nice building. Look at this building. Yeah. It's like a, you know, stone 
It's, it is. I do see stone. I, I agree with you. It's a stone so, building. So use more words. This is a nice building. It's stone. <laughs> yeah. You should be an architectural critic. <laughs> one, one word review of this new building. It's very nice. It's stone. <laughs> this is, I feel like, the type of... Um, yeah, I could be an architectural tr- critic for you know for the for the Twitter um, generation. Absolutely. So, uh, but before we get to the building, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Well, we're already at the building, to be clear. Well, we're we're still in the. In, we're, in, in fact, dis- we're entering. Oh, dis- we're in. We're almost in. We're in. Dis- we're in the building. Sure, from a discussion standpoint, dis- we're still discussion outside the analysis building. standpoint. Yeah. Okay. The two uh, minds is. Joe Fox says, you know. Have you ever heard filled with joy? And Nelson says, "Have you?" And he looks like he has a moment of realization where he realizes the the implication is his heart has been filled with joy because of Kathleen Kelly. Sure. And my kind of first question is, I think this feels right as far as like the beats of the movie go, but is it true? Like, if you actually look at their interactions, I, I there's if you're weighing two options, one is. His heart has been filled with joy because of Kathleen Kelly. Another one is he's so empty and desperate that he's willing himself to believe his heart was filled with joy. I legitimately believe the latter. Interesting. Um, I think it's, it's ennui, midlife crisis. It's like I feel we can pick apart where their relationship is right now uh, just as two human beings. I was thinking about it. Uh, but like, I do not like. At what moments have you seen his heart fill with joy? When he gets an email, I think his heart fills with joy. The one that is because of Shop Girl. Sure. Um, and but that's. I mean, that's the point. But I guess the thing is, I don't. I don't really believe that he is actually having his heart fill with joy because of her, as opposed to it's just like we know that. We know that the, the, their email communication is very self-serving. Sure, it's yeah. an echo chamber. And I mean, let's face it; like, I mean, it's just fun to get an email. I mean, that's the thing too. Yeah, I mean, at that time, it could be anyone, and it would fill your heart with some sort of feelings. I'm not sure, you know. I I just don't think, as far as the 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 big void inside yourself, hmm. and he says, "I have the answer." The answer is Kathleen Kelly. I just, I feel it says more about the void than about her. I think him. it says more about the Noid. Oh, how how you doing? Uh, avoiding avoiding that. Thus far, creature. I have avoided the Noid. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, uh, I just I don't know. Like I think it's it's very funny because it's just this is it's a boat full of 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 of, of void. You know, it's a very sure. void filled boat. Oh, it, uh, it's absolutely a void boat. It's a it's a crisis center. <laughs> Um, midlife crisis center sure so uh, yeah but i i think which i'm just saying i think when you when you feel this it feels functional because it's it, it, like Absolutely. it just it tells the story of you know first joe fox was unhappy then he realized the love of his life next scene but i think when you watch this in this case uh, and the kicking into the next scene the next scene is shot of sidewalk Joe Fox strutting down the street. He's found. With, he's found himself. With, he's found his purpose. With he's, with, with the uh, ro- roses and uh, roses, uh, daisies. Uh, well, you can't see what they are because they're still in a cone under his arm. I'm reminded of nothing more than 
Do you know what I'm going to say here? No, I don't. Uh, taxi driver. This oh. is like such a Travis Bickle thing to do, to, to just be like, you're desperate, you're, you're like aimless, and then suddenly it's just like, oh, I will find a purpose. I will be kind of weirdly confident in this poorly designed plan and just like strutting out with this kind of weaponized flowers. It's such a weird moment. Like It, it is deeply threatening. I maybe didn't I check out the uh, the nice uh, nautical navigation instruments in the background uh, here. A lot of nice clocks. Yeah. Um, I just look at his energy. Look, okay, he's walking down the street. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's locked that, in. That is lone shooter energy. Okay. But with a Tom Hanks face. Sure. Yeah. Well, he can't avoid that. Be wearing a mask. I people people say you know it's that oh he's a manipulator he's you know he's using a power imbalance well, that, he's also I, manipulative but we'll get to that in a little bit I just think more the fact his aimlessness yeah what are you doing here uh may I please come up so I don't no I don't really think that that is a good idea because I have a I have a terrible cold <laughs> Can you hear that? Yeah. Listen, I, I'm stifling and I'm not really awake and I'm taking uh, uh, echinacea and vitamin C. I'm sleeping practically 24 hours a day. I have a temperature. And uh, um, I think I'm contagious. So if I, would, I would really appreciate it if you would just go away. <gasps> Kathleen? Uh, uh, we'll cut it when the uh, door opens. Uh, just a second. Actually, let's cut at the peephole. The peephole's okay. good. good oh, well, good we're past the peephole. Well, well, let's retroactively. Okay, cut. Okay, cut. Okay, and a lot of stuff going on here. Cut. A lot of stuff going on here. Yeah. Uh, first thoughts. What are your first thoughts? Uh, let's see. So, um, uh, how, how does he know where she lives? That was one of my first thoughts. Uh, that's a good. I mean, yeah. So when I when I first watched this, I realized like a lot of things. Like, well, what, what's going on here? But we realize it is actually explained in these five minutes. It is. Yeah, and this is something that would be very easy to miss, and I'm sure I. Missed, I definitely missed the first time. Yes, yes that we get an offhand. In plain sight, not hidden, but for whatever reason, you just tune out of this conversation or it just doesn't make it much sense when you're watching it through as a, as a complete film. Most movies, like, you don't really listen every line. You kind yeah. of have to vibe every line. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so we know that George told Joe that Kathleen was sick. Which, there's a, <laughs> there's a weird thing here where... So, George is wor now working... For Joe. Oh. Yes. Thank you. And this in the children's book section. Yes. Yep. And this allows him information on Kathleen Kelly. Yes. So so George knows what Kathleen is up to, but Kathleen says, "Oh, how is George?" Which implies that she doesn't really know what George is up to. Like is it the communication pass here. Yeah, a bit, that's bit weird. weird. It's weird. It's very weird. It's weird. And then it's also weird. It's like okay, and then he also gets her address somehow. What? He gets her address somehow. Oh, I, I said address. He gets her. 
address. Address. Somehow. Yeah. Well, I'd say remember yeah, where we true. are. This is this is the Kathleen late 90s. Kelly there. It's late nineties. Uh, this is a world in which uh, being in the white pages is considered normal. That's racist. Uh, I mean, being in the white pages was was normal back then. Uh, that uh, you know, it's just like it, it feels creepy if people are like doxing you now. So, oh, here's where you live. But honestly, any functional city, it should be possible to find out where anyone else lives. This is kind of how cities were always built. Communication paths in early Manhattan were going around door to door, leaving a calling card. You know, there uh-huh. was no, there was no email back then. Yeah, you, yeah, it's pretty pretty weird. It uh, it is weird. Um, so yeah, okay. I mean, so it's fair he could have looked her up in the white pages, I guess. Yes. All right. Okay. I mean, the question too then is, is it creepy or a breach to go to someone's house on this information? And we can talk a lot more about this. But first off, uh, something we, we spoke about a bit ago. Let's compare Joe Fox at this point in his life to Brian Flanagan at his point in his life, uh, both when they return to parts of New York City and and, 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 and work love. their way into buildings with women in them. Yes, yeah. I, I think in each case, you can say in Brian Flanagan's place, he probably would have been well to not pursue, uh, you know, his his lost love, because the way he does it is, you know, uh, more than a bit inappropriate. Um, Going to her, her workplace that, and just basically badgering her. Yeah, that's and then, not, it's not and a then good start. Staying outside her workplace until she leaves. Uh, in this case, you know, it's, I mean, if you compare all their interactions, this has all happened between Joe Fox and Kathleen Kelly in public spaces. Sure. Yeah. Now he is not only going to her home, but he is sneaking his way in the front door. I mean, um, I'll say this. If I was visiting a good friend and I went by to drop by and say, oh, I'm actually not feeling well, I would consider it rude to sneak in like of course if, if it's a good yes. friend yeah yes if it was someone like who is not a good friend i would consider it even stranger <laughs> well it maybe maybe it comes back around then it's like uh you know you're, you're a neutral party you're just you're, which i think he tries to that is the approach he tries to take here right which is he's entering as and this kind of gets to maybe the manipulative aspect of it but like you know he's entering the situation as a as a neutral party of like Oh, heard you were sick. I'm here to help with that. It's like he's basically like he's like the cleaners. You know, it's like oh, you know, drop by. Um, heard you were sick. I'm you know I'm gonna help out. So mainly in a modern age, it would be like oh, I heard you're sick. I will drop you a free Deliveroo. Right. Yes. You know exactly. But Deliveroo didn't exist back. Then. Yeah. So he's got to bring the flowers in person. Exactly. And I mean, there were flower delivery people even you know back sure. then. Sure. And well, and, they, and but no, but, but he can't afford it. What he what he does is immediately gets to work like making tea and doing all the stuff, right? And so he's doing the things that someone would do in again as a like completely neutral neutral party looking to help with. Someone who is sick, you know, it's like, all right, make them feel better, flowers, um, you know, uh, make them tea. Um, what else does he do? Um, Gives her a foot rub. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, back rub and foot rub. Um, 
you know, so just, I, like, that's, I mean, that's the approach he's going for here. Obviously, his intentions are not that, but... I, I just think the protocol across the board, like, let's just say right now, I think we're very attuned to the fact it's a global pandemic. If you're, if you have someone who is experiencing the common cold, it's, it's, it's crucial that you allow them to stay isolated. Um... Joe Fox is endangering the the health of of the greater New York City region by by entering our space like this. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's I mean I think uh I certainly read it as he's endangering himself. Yeah, but it's not just himself. Uh, that is the thing. I didn't really read that far into it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh okay, but he goes to the front door. Let's let's talk about just logistics here. Oh, he, sure. He yeah. struts down the road, goes up to the front door. He's got this, you know, extremely erect, you know, weird flower thing. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, the vibe is, is strange. He goes up to the door and there is an intercom. There's a buzzer. Yep. And he buzzes. He buzzes. A uh, few thoughts here on the buzzer thing. Uh, well, so there, you count the number of apartments. I did. Okay. Did you? Yes. Great. Um, my, fir- my first thought is, did this occur to you? Is this actually part of the building, or was this something which was purely part of uh, the, the dressing of the set? Uh, oh, it's a good question. It does match the building well. It also does not match the uh, her other end of it, right? Like, the one on the outside looks much nicer than the one she's got in her apartment. Well, one is for public viewing, one's for private viewing. You, know, sure, you don't yeah. have to make it. It's, it's bigger, it's a box, whereas the one inside the apartment's just kind of a built into the wall uh but i mean these are these it's a nice it looks like probably like a 50s or 60s pretty beat up but robust metal box has a bunch of uh i wouldn't call it that beat up i think it looks pretty good it looks aged but robust sure very robust it's metal yeah so i went to uh i went i went into street view looked at 328 west 89th street the shooting location and at all points from 2009 on there is, in fact, no box there, no intercom. Oh. And, in fact, if you look at it, it is really just a, like, a stone wall. This is the greater door frame, you know, uh-huh. which is, could you even really have an intercom there? It's a good point. Yeah, I mean, it would have to be, I mean, the, the stone wall itself would have to be designed to accommodate an intercom. You'd actually have to build the stone or, or wall could, with like with an actual drilled out, you know, hole yeah, or, with I a mean, conduit. Or, yeah, that, you could uh, you could bore into it, I guess. You, know. you could, but yeah. So I believe when they filmed it, they actually just took a box and just just like, slapped glued it, it on there. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It does look kind of out of place. Although I, it it is it, it matches like the metal on it matches the metal on oh, some of the other Oh, it looks because there's these lamps above the doorway. It yeah. looks like it's a similar copper shade. So but I do think I was looking up to see examples of intercoms like this mm. and whether or not they like are ever on stone and sometimes you see like a brick wall masonry in like yeah. it's kind of oh yeah it's built away or it's I, I have never seen basically a kind of a concrete slab with just an intercom on the end i did not see that because i think it is hard to just put a, a conduit through the middle of a concrete slab like this look like what's the rebar doing you know it's, it's oh, sure yeah you know, I, I I think this is a goof. I don't know that it's a goof. I let, let's get some concrete designers here and see, like you know, if this, uh, you know, if this is you know, kind of took their uh, sense of uh, immersion away when this happened. 
So let's, I mean, let's talk details on it, though. So there, there, are, there are six apartments. Well, there are six apartments, yes. And the layout of this building, so there seems to be, there's a basement apartment. So, so the, 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 there is slots that have the names of the people, and then on the left side, actually kind of in the middle, pressed, is the, is the floor numbers. Well, yeah, because that's not going to change. Well, it does imply that this is a custom built for the apartment. Uh, it could just be stamped. You know, I mean, it's like... By whom? Is this like... Is, is, who do you go to if you want to get a piece of metal stamped with certain numbers? Uh, like a, a metal smith? Is that the thing? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the set designer got this done somehow. Certainly. So I just if the set designer can get it done, then, then a, a, you know, a fancy apartment complex in New York City can get well, it done. This might be like styrofoam, just looks shiny. Who knows? Sure. Uh, but, okay, so there are there are six, but let's just read it from the bottom up. Yep, so we get basement. B, B for basement. B for basement. Crosso D lives in the basement. Okay, I mean, did you do anything more to look up these things? I didn't look up D Crosso, no. So... Okay, let's just go through all the names here. Let's okay. go to the floors first. First floor, we have D. Bremen. Okay, let's, let's just go before the names. Okay. Let's just go to the floors. B, 1, 2, two 3, 3, 3, A, 4. So this implies that every person on every floor has their own floor, except for Kath, uh, the above Kathleen, A. Is Winter, split. and Lauren B. Uh, yep. are split. Which yep. is, okay, that's a weird design. Okay. Uh, in, the, in the script, for what it's worth... Kathleen Kelly lived in 3A. Whoa, okay. And I guess for whatever reason, they felt like, oh, Kathleen Kelly, she's not like a half a floor kind of person. Sure. She, she deserves a whole floor. Sure. Which, I don't know. I'd, I'd say she's more relatable if, she's, if she lives in 3A. Yeah. So Although, maybe, I mean, floor two, she's not as high up, you know. Well, so would 3A have been unrealistic in terms of being able to look out the window and see if um, see if uh, Frank is uh, is leaving? Well, it matters where your windows are. I, I think it's a bit weird because I could imagine you build the building, every floor has an apartment. But instead, you know, you have every floor except one has an apartment, one is split, which I could imagine later. Oh, it was, it was like it was retrofitted. Yeah, I think that's what happens. I think there was originally an apartment every floor, and then it's like, you know, someone decided to divide up floor three into two apartments. And when they did that, they got a new intercom box designed. <laughs> <laughs> well, the intercom box looks newer than the building. Uh, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay. So, uh, yeah, and let's talk about the names. Sure. Basement, D. Crosso. Uh, first floor, D. Bremen. So, okay, there is a hit and miss here. If you go to the full cast and, uh, cast and crew, if you got mail, I kind of expect to find this here. Staff assistant. Uh, Deidre Brennan. Ah, there we go. Yeah. So they used cast names. They used cast, and I, here's the thing: no crosso though. So oh. th- I think this means one of two things: uh, that crosso is someone who was, you know, a friend of someone or someone who's not involved, or it's a some sort of staffer. Some, yeah, uncredited staff, basically. Yeah. So, so it's a bit, it's a, it's a bit confusing. I'd like to see five for five. Uh, K. Kelly. Uh, this is, of course, a reference to VTA uh, CFO uh, Kathleen Kelly. Sure. Uh, sorry, uh, you know, uh, VTA. And uh, we have A. Winter on the third floor. 
Anna Winter. Alyssa Winter, assistant oh. set, set director. Okay. So that's a good fit, set director. Being yeah, honest. of course. I mean, the set director is going to be on the on the intercom for sure. Yeah, uh, not not the main people. Set decoration by Susan Bodie and Ellen Christensen. They didn't make it, but the assistant did. Then we have, uh, you know, on the floor, B. Lauren. Bit of a weird last name, Lauren. Uh, but there is nothing I could find for B. Lauren. And then I mean, maybe that one is just someone whose name is Lauren, and then last name starts with B. Or maybe they just be they be Lauren. Sure. Yeah, uh, and then finally K. Michaels for K. Uh, K. Michaels. The K stands for K. K. Correct. Nice. Art, art department researcher. Wow, they just snuck their names in there, huh? It's a fun little. It's a little fun little Easter egg for the real heads. Oh sure. Okay, so Joe Fox uh, gains entry. <laughs> it's such a wonderful. Okay, so he is buzzing it in, and let's be very clear. He, there's this weird because Tom Hanks is, as always, extremely charismatic here. But when she sneezes, he's like extremely put off, and he's like, "Wow, that's that's a bit loud." <laughs> well, not I would say extremely put off. He kind of backs away a little bit and looks at it quizzically. Yeah, it's it's a bit weird. And then well, eh. what's it? What's his line after that? Uh, he says, "May I come up?" Uh, no, I don't. I have a terrible cold. Can't you hear that? Uh, and he says, uh, "Yeah." And I believe after he says, "Yeah," let me look at this again. He like kind of looks away and makes a funny face he's like oh can i hear that oh yeah i can hear that it's a bit obvious you sound like yeah. a sick of bro- it's, it's like, real good it's, it's a tom hanksy thing it's very like it's very proto like jim at the office of just like at all times just like looking to the camera and, and, and kind of kind of smirking it's like oh yeah you, you can hear that so go, yeah which is like well what's your problem dude no i mean that yeah that's just how he is but uh good news uh someone has, has i love good news up. You know, uh, is this is this K. Michaels coming up? I would say actually, based upon the fact that um, you don't see this guy on the steps, probably he's going, you know, either first or basement. So here's the thing. So it's a six-unit building. Yeah. Letting a, letting someone tailgate in a six-unit building is pretty weird. Oh, it's extremely weird, especially if. You go up, and a person is is currently talking over the intercom in a way that's obvious that that person is not being let in. Right, and and also, I mean, you would assume I get you know just sort of by her nature as being a prominent member of the community, you would assume that like Kathleen Kelly is known to her neighbors. You know, it's not like maybe, this is maybe the thing is she's known and loathed by her neighbors. <laughs> I like this theory. Yeah. I like this theory a lot. Yeah, exactly. Okay, this is a yeah, this is actually great. So, so she's... I, I would say I want to take it as canon that 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 uh, you know this you know based upon Deidre presumably being a woman uh, on this first floor, this person must be DeCrosso. Yeah, because the basement you're going into the basement. Yes, yeah, so this is DeCrosso, and DeCrosso. I mean, she's two floors up. He, he has no skin off his nose. So, oh, oh, sorry. Oh, wait, DeCrosso is basement. Oh no, it's basement. Oh, so she is two floors up from him. You're yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, so he's he's fine with it, you know. And uh, it's very funny too because you don't really see the consequence. You see DeCrosso enter. You see the door stay ajar. You cut back up. You cut back out, and it's almost like a horror movie kind of beat. You just see the empty front with the door 
like just kind of wobbling from being closed. It's a really good moment. It's good, yeah. Yeah. So that's 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 his entry. And yeah, he he gets in. Um, I like. I really like. I mean, I had not thought about that theory. I really like that theory. Yeah. This is yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna consciously enable this security breach because I want to cause trouble for Kathleen Kelly. <laughs> it's plausible and it's, real good. Another movie, uh, just like Cocktail, that's all about breaching security protocol for entering uh, and stalking your your oh yeah, you know, beloved. Oh yeah, is that there's must be some symbolism in that. There's a lot of symbolism in that. Okay. Yeah. yeah well. All right. We'll we'll bust it apart. Absolutely. Uh, any anything more about the uh, about the uh, kind of the, the way in before? No. We see? No. Everything else I have is about the in. It's. Oh, let's just talk about right now what their status walking. is as walking. people. Joe walking. walking. Joe, Joe walking. is walking. Joe is walking with flowers. Joe is walking. Joe is walking past a person on the street. Joe is reaching steps, up steps. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, step, eight steps. V- vigorous step walking. Vigorous. Ring bell. I Wait, saw those shuffle. lamps were later replaced. Ring bell. By 2009. Ring bell. <laughs> Look. It's Joe Fox. It's Say things. Joe Fox. What are you doing here? Uh, may I please come up? No, I don't. No, I don't really think that that is a good idea because I have a... Looking up. I have a terrible cold. <laughs> Kathleen <laughs> sneezing on intercom. Yeah. Can you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> Joe Fox I, smirking. Yeah. yeah, I can hear really uh, uh, B. Crosso entering building. Nice sweater. Very nice sweater. Very Neil sweater. Neil from the Santa Claus. Um, and then just... Front Joe, door. Joe Fox entering building, front door closed. Really Kathleen she's continuing to talk, and then suddenly he's right there. It's oh, it is a little menacing. scary. And she screams. Kathleen? She does. Yeah. Okay, let's listen in. She is now panicking. Panicking, grabbing a coat to put over her pajamas. Yes. Stuffing Kleenexes, which are all over the apartment, yeah. into a bowl. Just a second. Buying some time. Just a second. Cinching up the coat. Nice cinch. Hello. Hello. What are you doing here? I heard you were sick. And I was worried. And I wanted to make sure. What? Is there somebody here? No. Oh. It's Hope Shopping Network. Oh, you buy any of those little porcelain dolls? I was thinking about it. Hey, you put me out of business. Uh, yes, I did. Did you come to gloat? No. To offer me a job? I would never... Because I have plans. I have plenty of offers. You know, I got offered a job by... By my former... Well, yeah, uh... actually by... Oh, your former? We broke up. Oh, well, that's too bad. You were so perfect for each other. Oh. I don't mean to say things like that. Well, let's but stop it when he sla- she slaps her... Slaps her hand over her face okay the end of the zing uh, let's let's talk about this sure uh what is, uh, let's not let's just skip it well what's their status as you know human being to human being right now are they friends they know each other they keep encountering each other yeah so the interaction so far i think to enumerate them all is they met as strangers at her bookstore they later got more background, learned who each other were at the party, Vince Mancini's party. Vince Mancini's party, yeah. 
they later ran into each other at uh, Zabar's. Sure. They had a few extremely fleeting uh, interactions on the street. Yep. Uh, and and then they had the, the cafe. And uh, then they had the cafe yeah. thing. Yep. Which you know, I'd say. I mean, the cafe scene. If you they, kind, under, they got to understand each other a little better through that. It seemed like it was more of kind of an extension of the hostility at the Vince Mancini party. I'd say their their status before and after did not change. I would say after the Vince Mancini party, if Joe decided to drop by, that would be strange. Yes, that would be strange. I don't think anything changed after the cafe scene, the Cafe Lalo scene. I'd say it'd still be very strange. Because I'd say, like, what was, like, well, it's, you know, it's more like, course. oh, it's funny seeing you here. It's a str- you know, it's a person the, in my life yes. running into you again at this place. The only reason at all this is not weird is because they are the protagonists of the movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The fact we scope in on them, it feels like, oh, of course they will be sharing a scene. Compare this to The Shop Around the Corner, the 1940 Lubitsch film. Uh, there is a similar scene in which uh, Clara is sick, and uh, and uh, Mr. Horvath, right, right. That's that's Jimmy Stewart's character, Crawlick. Sorry, Crawlick. Crawlick. Uh, in Crawlick, he shows up uh, basically because it's kind of his obligation as a coworker to be responsible for her. So in that case, like she's being treated by a few ants. Aunt Anna, I saw in the script. And they, and they, uh, I mean, not only their coworkers, they've interacted a lot. Yes, I mean, I mean, I, they work together daily. Yes, yeah, so on a professional level, it makes sense that if you're like, oh, I need to check up on you. I hope you're doing well as a coworker. And I actually have a letter that got, you know, sent to the office. Here you go. Or something like that. Yeah. And like, it just in basically, he, he had visitation rights. Sure. Yes. Yes. Joe Fox does not. <laughs> Joe Fox does not. It's it's. But it's, he gets in, he which does. is which. You know, I wrote down. I uh, what did I say? I said Joe Fox doing his thing where he knows best and is very confident. <laughs> it's he, the charisma of Tom Hanks here does so much the heavy lifting. Oh yeah, because <laughs> like if if this was an ugly, weird, off-putting guy showing up at you know at, at some person whose relationship is kind of you know acquaintance in the business world like it's not really much more than that the only possible justification is now they are good friends through the healing power of George yes it's like if you if you are just like what are they before this you know what yeah. are they even after Kevi Lalo so oh they're still kind of like people who are in the book world who are hostile to each other who kind of just you know but then because she is a good friend of George Pappas, and now he has hired George Pappas. Good friend of George Pappas, they're basically <laughs> friends with each other. <laughs> George, think, George is the is the common ground. Yes, I would say he's revolutionizing the place. Yes. Oh, okay. Fine. <laughs> fine. So, what are you doing here? all right. Um, should we get some Kathleen Kelly apartment details we haven't seen before? You want to talk through these? Sure. Okay. There's a picture. A, what? Paint a picture. Paint. I'll paint several pictures. One, her um, her coffee table, an old plane model, like a model of an old plane sitting on her coffee table. 
Oh, by the couch lighter? Yeah. Um, you'll see it in just a second. Oh, it's I, didn't actually really, shown, I didn't really notice that. Actually, maybe it's shown when she clears away the Kleenexes. But I think we'll see it again when they migrate toward the couch. Um, <laughs> South for the winter. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, there's like a like a large, pretty large. I mean, it takes up most of the coffee table. Uh, like a jumbo jet? Um, no, it's like a spruce goose. You know, kind of not oh, quite bigger than a jumbo jet. It's, yeah, exactly. It's like a you know, it's like a an, an old seaplane type you know type thing. Um, so there's that. Uh, there's a gigantic bread box under the kitchen table. Um, oh, it's huge. Just massive, like a, just a foot locker for bread. <laughs> she, she loves bread. Um, and then we have what I think, what I would nominate as drink of the app. Uh, we have. Well, don't get ahead of yourself. Okay, we haven't got right. there yet. Okay, all right. Well, there's. Yeah, it's in the bread. It's not on the counter. It's on the floor. On the Under, floor. It's a foot underneath. Locker. It's yeah. a bread foot locker. Yeah. It looks like a trash can. Yes. It's and like it's, it's the same. Very large. It's the size and position of a step stool like trash can. But it's it says bread in like army Which, stenciled letters. I guess if you're if you if you need a place to store baguettes in a bread box, it's it, not it's not long enough. It, it, you're right. It's not even quite long enough. You could snap them in half. Snap you your snap baguettes in half and store at least six. And store at least six of them in the bread foot locker. Yeah. Yeah. One so. more detail of, the, of apartment. Okay. There's a window. Uh, which points, you know, t- back towards the hallway, mm. which is another one of those stained glass internal windows that we saw. Oh. At, I almost feel it's the same design, but mm. he said it's to the right of his, uh, of, of the door when he's walking in. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll point it out next time we see it. Uh, yeah, sure. First thing Joe Fox says when he goes in, or his first, like, action and what he says is... Uh, T. No, he he looks in, he points out and says, "Wait, is there someone else here?" Oh yeah, like, that's <laughs> which like is very funny. Possessive. That is, yeah. it is very horror movie. Yes, uh, check out the plane. Uh, oh, this is not a good angle on it. Yeah. But, um, oh, there, uh, slightly better angle, but it's that red really? and white it looks thing. Just like a- no, it's it's a plane. It's a full plane. You're talking about the, oh, it's on the coffee yeah, table. It's on the coffee table. I thought you were saying the coffee table itself was a giant plane. <laughs> no, which no. No, okay. it's just a plane on the coffee table. Anyway, yeah, you're right. Him, which this, this like, like he, this really feels just... intentional that he. I mean, this is very like a. She screams when he arrives. B. He walks in, and the first thing he says is, "Is there someone else here?" But they don't lean towards. If they lean towards in a joke, they would take a horror movie like stinger. Sure, you get those, then, the strings. You know the ex- exactly. You yeah. you it, you would kind of do kind of either like a psycho or exorcist or something sort of kind of pastiche, and then like it's like something crazy. Then you drop it, but instead it's being smoothed out with Stevie Wonder. <laughs> like the, the horror you only really experience after several watches. It's you know it's weird in the same way that Brian Flanagan. Uh, you know, kind of gaining entry is weird, but it doesn't feel kind of as like kind of gross as it really is. Well, and Brian Flanagan is not. It's not like you know, she's alone in the Brian Fr- Flanagan case. You know, it, it's like Brian Flanagan. There's a whole cadre of people. You yeah. know, in, in that are that are also present. So I will say this, by the way, I'll get ahead of time and say, Kate, just you, Stanford. You're listening to an earful. You got mail. We're discussing the 25 minutes of uh, the movie You Got Mail, 1998. Uh, unless you're listening on the podcast, and then we are, but we are, but it isn't. Yeah, you couldn't set it better. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but uh, what was I going to say? Is uh, he? 
What was I saying? I forget. See, this is the problem with doing those station IDs. They just throw Absolutely. you completely well, off. Professionals, they just they work through it. I know. Uh, okay, so A, we're going to keep an eye out for the plane on the coffee table because it's going to happen in yeah. five, four, three, two, oh, yeah, one. Great. Plane on the coffee table. It, I mean, it's a model plane that looks probably about a foot and a half long. Yeah. A wingspan, probably, a, probably about 14 inches. Sure. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Okay, so what I was about to say is I find this, like, actually kind of unnerving because the fact, uh, like, I just, if someone is visiting my room, like, my personal space, I will need usually at least, like, 20 minutes to clean things up. Hmm. Okay. Because I, like, I, I uh, identify as a slob. And I will just have, you know, garbage, you know, in places. I keep my space show ready at all times. Uh, yeah, with Original Odd Couple. But, uh, yeah, so just in general, the idea of someone saying, I need to enter your space, like, and I'm entering it in less than 20 seconds of notice and at the door knocking, like, my action would be like, come back in a half hour. <laughs> even if it's even if it's a friend I want to see, uh-huh. uh, or just like yeah, kill time for something. But like, she is like embarrassed because one, she feels like okay, I gotta let him in, but I'm wearing pajamas. And then two is this place is a mess. What are the things she feels is embarrassing? Uh, obviously, Kleenex. There's which, a lot of tissues everywhere. Yeah, which I mean, I would say of all things to do, I it is a bit gross to you know blow your nose and then just throw the Kleenex over the place. Yeah. As, aside from that, honestly, the rest of the place is pretty nice. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Which, I mean, which is to say she targets the, she targets the left out food bowls. Yeah. She right? takes out bowls yeah. and then which mugs. Food, left out food and, and, and like discarded, you know, tissues are definitely top priority in my mind. So that I think she pick, she she you know makes the right decision. I think there. it matters like if the bowl is like oh if you ate you know kind of like dry cereal or something and isn't kind of like has a residue then like who cares it's a bowl. Yeah. But if it's like if it has like weird leftover food in it yeah that's a bit grosser. Yeah. The mug I'd say mugs who cares you know you know, you know mugs don't get that gross. Uh, yeah, that's 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 fair. Relatively. And the plane, the plane can stay. <laughs> that would be really funny if all things that just, oh, I gotta get rid of the plane. I can't have him knowing I'm into model planes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, like, it's it's such a weird thing that she feels that, like, it's it's not like, she, oh, I, oh, I forgot I said this person can come by and now I've screwed up. She feels, I need to let him in and in 20 seconds hide how embarrassing my place is. Like, like it she is, is a weird. Yeah, she's she's, she's whipped. Yeah, sure. Like she is such a pushover here. It's it's weird. Yeah, that's definitely true. Uh, yeah. But she's also you know compromised. She's sick, so he's he's catching her in her most vulnerable spot. Right. She's, she's literally just, immunocompromised. She yes, she's lost her business. Uh, she's out of a job. She's dying of the common cold. She she just broke up. Although that actually seems like a pretty positive thing. Um yeah. and and she's sick, right? And she's watching embarrassing uh, television, home, home shopping network. Yeah, yep. he looks. He's like, who who are you seeing? Who are you seeing? I thought you were. <laughs> Which you were no, there's a natural. In, I mean, that's I, that is obviously at this moment in in his progression, 
that would be his greatest fear, right? Is like yeah. he has he has finally come to this realization of what he needs to do. He is now putting a plan into motion. The the one thing that could that could most directly spoil that plan would be if there is someone else in her life. But, but he knows that she broke up with uh, with uh, well, there could be someone new. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, but, uh, one and more. Then, sorry, and, and, oh, and yeah, he eggs her yes. by saying like, "It's like, oh, are you watching the Home Shopping Network? <laughs> I hope. Do you buy any of those little porcelain dolls? <laughs> you know." It's, it could, you know, it could be interpreted as like friendly ribbing, but un- given the circumstances uh, and, and hey, his whole approach hey, to the situation, piggy, are you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not good. Um, uh, one final apartment detail just before we close on that. Um, uh, did you note the the stained glass last time? Oh no, I didn't. I'll, well, I'll keep an eye on this time. Um, just please shout stained glass when it. I will. Yeah. Um, uh, stained glass loaf of bread. Uh, the um, then the last final apartment detail. Uh, there's a very creepy face on the side of the fridge. Ooh, I'll take a look at that. Yeah. One more apartment detail. Uh, the peephole. She has to pull down a little lever to look through the peephole. Sure, that prevents them from being able to peep in. I yeah, I guess so. It's pretty funny. I've never, yeah. I have not seen those. Yeah, it's it's practical. It's very practical. Yeah. Um, just a second. You can see the creepy face from here, but it's pretty small. Uh, you're gonna get some close-ups of it in in a little bit. It's kind of like a kind of like a uh, a tribal mask. Yes, but a particularly creepy one. Yeah, another swan. There's another yeah, swan there's on a, the wall. There is a swan on the wall. Boy, she loves her swans. Yes. Okay. Uh, all right. So. What? Should we go from where we end up? We end up at, at the cover, zing. cover mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He, oh, and did we glass, talk about glass, stained glass? Stained oh, glass. I see the stained glass. Yes. It's yeah. Weird. Stained glass. Hey, loaf of bread. You put me out of um, uh, Yes, I did. Did you come to gloat? No. To offer me a job? I would never. Because I have plans. He would never have offer me a job. Offers. Isn't so? This comes back around too. The Patricia boy. Eden job situation, which we we broke up. Oh well, that's too bad. You were so perfect for each other. Oh. Of all things I don't to, say. to say, things like that. No matter what you've done to me, there's no excuse for my saying anything like that. But every time I see you, things like that just fly out of your mouth. Yes. I brought you flowers. <laughs> oh. Thank you. She's so angry at it. <laughs> like she's, but she's helpless. Why don't I just put these in the, some water? And then he goes deeper hey, into sick. her space. You, you should sit down. Like con artists, pickup okay, uh, artists. Of bonds, of ace, mm-hmm. bonds. Above the refrigerator. There uh, it is. <laughs> hey, uh, George says hello, by the way. Oh. He's the one who told me you were sick. How's George? <gasps> great. I mean, really great. Revolutionizing the place. <laughs> she can't work in his department unless you have a PhD in children's literature. I love daisies. You told me. They're so friendly. Don't you think that daisies are the friendliest flower? I do. Where did you break up? A couple of weeks ago. Everyone is breaking up. You, me, this other person I know broke up with someone in an elevator, or just it's after it, or just outside it, or it got stuck. I th- uh, when I saw you at the face, coffee place, face. I was waiting for him. Yeah, I see him. And I was... 
charming. Looks like the uh, covers of uh, the Violent Femmes. <laughs> oh, you look charming. Wait, let's stop yeah. after the tea kettle stop boiling right, right. there. So, okay. so she's like she's like mentally compromised right yeah, now. Yeah, I would say like I was about to say if there's one word to describe her general vibe right now, it's lobotomized. Yeah. Yeah. Like she like she's like kind of like dangling her head back and forth. It, it's it's weird like she's 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 like a second childhood of like yeah, deeply well, mentally compromised. Well, it's a uh, this is a mentality. I mean, you know, when you get sick and you know, you're and you're just like feeling physically bad. The, you know, I, I like definitely. There is a what I don't know, you know, exactly how to describe it, but like I, I know that mentality of, of you're just like I don't even really have enough energy right now to like think straight or you know form coherent sentences beyond like the random thoughts that are popping into my head. Right? Yeah, I mean, being sick sometimes you are like that. I, but the fact that she is almost childlike here gives me the like creepy vibe. I would say nothing more than grooming. Sure, it of, continues the whole... Like, yeah. he is, like, coming in, so he's like, oh, you can't do anything. Let me go move around your entire part. Like, it's like, wow, well, this is... It's re- Like, I think it's wild. Like, it is legitimately... Every time I watch it, feels creepier and grosser. Yeah. It's not... Like, it's really gross. But is it... I mean, is this just... I mean, as someone this who doesn't... This is the 90s. Well, yeah, this is just how the 90s. No, no, I, I mean, as someone who doesn't watch... A, has not watched a lot of romantic comedies, is this, like how romantic comedies just kind of work i'm i'm not an aficionado myself i would say that people who are not friends entering each other's private spaces is gotta be unusual well i mean it more from the perspective of like you implicitly trust the main characters yes i mean that does a lot of heavy lifting yeah but it's like i i mean this is it did not feel that creepy the first time we watched this no, but again, because I mean, you, you're implicitly trusting them both because they're the protagonists, but also because they're Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, who are yeah. very likable people. Sure. And, so it feels safe, even though it shouldn't. Yes. If yes, if these were two people, you two actors, you didn't know. Two non-professional actors. Two yeah, completely unprofessional actors. Yeah. You know, and it was unclear, and that you know they weren't necessarily the protagonists of the film. You know, like, yeah, I think this could feel a lot creepier very easily. And it, I mean, they they make it work because they are good. Uh, well, one one thought here is she is talking about the job offers, saying it's like, oh, you like you better not be offering a job. Says I would never offer you a job, um, which is kind of a weird thing to say. Like, I guess it's part of like, oh, I'd find that to be patronizing. Because I, it, you know, I, I, I understand that. Oh, okay, yeah, I get it. From it's that like angle. it's like, oh, I wouldn't okay. break your business and then hire you. Yeah, 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 sure. I would do that for George. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but and then she says like, oh, I got a job offered by Patricia Eden, and and it's like, oh, you're, it's like, oh, we, we we broke up, and she says, well, that's too bad. You are so perfect for each other. What a zing! And what a zing! The, the implication there is Patricia Eden is such. A clearly awful person yeah. saying you're perfect for each other <laughs> is an insult. Which is like, boy, that's such a dista. Patricia Eden has that has that level of reputation yeah. to the degree to which Kathleen yeah. Kelly is knows that Joe will know what she means just by saying, saying you were like, oh, you're perfect for each other. It's like, oh, that was the meanest thing I ever said in my life. I'm so sorry. Uh, but yeah, we now know, uh, you know. Kathleen Kelly, she she can zing, and you know she's a loaded gun at all times. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a nasty one. Absolutely. 
Uh, All right, and then um, let's see. So he, he goes. He gets some water. He gets a vase, vase, vase. <laughs> he's just he's just kind of like <laughs> rambling and riffing. It's wonderful. It's good stuff. It's really good. I wrote, I wrote down just waltzing around in her apartment. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely, it's like his his like I, the hardest part of acting in my mind, like, which I did in one school play, is the blocking, which is like just like putting your body in places that feels natural. Uh-huh. And Tom Hanks just strutting around the place, but feeling very natural. Like he, that's that's good acting. Well, and the degree to which I mean, entering a stranger's apartment and managing to put flowers in water and make tea within the amount of time he does it is just unbelievably impressive. Oh, I mean, I, look, this tea is now tea is already ready. And it, you know, teapot is already whistling. Well, like he didn't start that. That was already going. He didn't start the tea. <laughs> to my, it was, okay. it was already warming when the when the, when the fox was climbing. He didn't start the tea. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, it's already boiling when the fox yeah, was climbing. Came, when the fox came knocking, yes, he didn't perfect. start the tea. I think it's been enough. Uh, it let's... was already hot when he was on the spot. He didn't start the tea. So, yeah, it's the, the tea kettle was, in fact... I mean, he did not. He, he did not kick that off. But okay, so so the line there is George says hello. By the way, and like her, I love her answer. She's like, oh, oh, George. Yeah. So she's like, just hearing the name George just makes someone ecstatic. <laughs> he's the great uniter. Yeah. yeah. He's the one who told me you were sick. Uh, so yeah, that's something George says. Then let's talk about what's happening at Fox books Fox and, Fox and Sons okay yes let's get into this yeah so George is now I guess running the children's department yes okay he's revolutionizing it he's he's revolutionizing the place what is the way he's revolutionizing it he's credentialism uh, upholding very high standards for I mean the you have to have a PhD in children's literature is just an expression or you know it's a, it's an example Are you it's a, sure about it's a that? yes it's an exaggeration of course. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's an exaggeration just saying that, oh, George is now, you know, versus what you saw when you came in and they didn't even know this book that, you know, was a really important book to know. Now, like, George has has now ensured that all the staff members are actually able to, you know, actually, like, know their stuff. All the right? illiterate dummies. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's so he's saying, I have, like, assuaged your concerns, which he doesn't. Okay. He, she doesn't know that he was spying on her, no, negging her his employment. no, which is why he doesn't address it directly. Yeah, yeah. Now, but he does know because she did say on the news story, the employees at Fox and Sons yeah. booksellers are illiterate. Yes, yes. So, so there's something. There's an angle there for sure. It's it's well known that Kathleen Kelly has impugned the reputation yes. of, of the Fox and Sons bookselling employees. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. Uh, I I really did take it to say like he was actually enforcing credentials. No, no, no. Well, I mean, no, not no, no, PhD. No. Come on, don't be silly. Part part of that is like saying it's like, oh yeah, it's like you know, people people know more than you now. You know, no, I think you, it's, you you would be unqualified to work for this now. So yeah, no, I think there's something here which is kind of like, uh, 
you know, this is helping her to see the upside of closing shop around the corner to some degree, right? In terms of... You had resources which were underutilized, yes. which is to say George. Yeah, exactly. Yes. George is now having Creative a... Creative destruction. George is having a, a, a scaled impact on this department at a major store, uh, whereas previously he was only having a, you know, an individual impact in the shop around the corner. Absolutely. You could have George, you could franchise George Papas. Oh, franchise, franchise, franchise. So, uh, okay. Um, and then, oh, and then the Daisy thing. Do you want to talk about the Daisy thing? Uh, yeah. Give me an answer. So he brings her daisies. She says she loves daisies. He says, I know you told me. I just wanted to check because you probably know and I forgot. D- did she tell him that as Joe Fox or did she tell him that as NY152? Yeah, so I, the first – I I don't know if this is something that while watching this, who remembered. Maybe if you're a flower nut, uh, you remember the first thing. She – said during the first bookstore sequence she showed off her handkerchief the handkerchief had a daisy embroidered in it saying this is my favorite flower the daisy That's oh okay yeah yeah uh, another another flower thing I didn't want really to mention earlier uh, echinacea echinacea oh yeah that's part of what she's taking with vitamin C oh yes Okay. It, comes, it comes from the Greek word echinos, meaning sea urchin, mm. due to its central spiny disc. Uni. So, um, uni, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, a lot of the scene, and, like, there isn't a lot of play here. The fact that Joe Fox knows things about her that she doesn't know that he knows is undergirding the scene. There's a little bit of comic play here Yeah. in that they talk about his breakup and NY152's breakup being similarly timed, in fact, they're the same breakup, and he can't really kind of, you know, he has to kind of say, whoops, I need to kind of keep keep my knowledge down about this. Don't spill the beans. But this is, in fact, a lot of things is becoming clear because he already knows about her breakup. He knows a lot probably about her apartment. You know, it's like sure. he, he is already like a Kathleen Kelly. Fox in the hen house. He is, yeah, exactly. He's absolutely... So it's it's a bit weird, but yeah, the Daisy stuff. Uh, that's that I was wondering if he got that from uh, from an email, and he just drops like, "Yeah, you told me," and he didn't want to let her know where he knew it. But in fact, that was as Joe Fox. That was as Joe Fox. Okay, yeah, that, that's what I thought was the case. But yeah, because it'd be it'd be a bit of a weird foreshadowing there you know it's like weird for him to go there at that moment when he's not fully revealing it but it's kind of funny but anyway so um all right so um i only have really one final note here uh which is did you see the shop around the corner sign on the piano yeah she has that is the that was it's not a marquee it was actually it was like a side of the building i believe i was believe above the window Above the window, okay. I believe so. Yeah. We, and we, now we, it's on the piano. It is because she's selling she's selling books out of the piano. It's Joe Fox. Uh, there's there's more to it. Let's let's watch the last part when it comes back around. Oh yeah, we've got we missed a little bit of yeah. Well, little, little nugget here. <laughs> he he does he does say, uh, you know, do you want tea? And she was boiling a tea kettle. I guess you know she could make coffee. She could just be you know sure. Could be making hot water. Yeah, hot water and uh, like like um, what's the oh hot water and honey? Isn't that a like a cold remedy? 
You just put some honey in hot water? I mean, it sounds pretty good. I mean, I think I, it is. I think any, anything with, with boiling water. I mean, what can you make with boiling water? How many great drinks? You got some tea. You got some toddies. You got some hot toddies. Yeah, absolutely. You got coffee. Uh, hot, like hot toddies. That's a great uh, kind of sore throat, you know, sick kind of thing. Sure. Uh, got coffee. Got uh, got I mean, hot honey. Theraflu is, I think, in the tea family. So I won't Theraflu? Know. Yeah, it's kind of like an herbal herbal sore throat tea oh, semi-medicine okay. thing. Okay. Uh, it's a big thing in my household. All right. Grown up. Uh, semi-medicine. Semi-medicine. Anything else that you can make? Um, with hot water? You can make a um, hot milkshake? Oh, I mean, you can. I mean, tea is a you know extensive category. Well, I mean, you well, can include, so is you know, so is cut. We're just saying tea yeah. is a tea, tea is one thing. Sure. Okay. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, you can make hot um, chocolate. You, uh, oh yes, hot chocolate. Well, but that require. I mean, that's Cocoa. yeah. I guess so. Um, and then you've got uh, ozuwari, o- ozuwaru, ozuwari. Oh, yeah. Ozu, Ozu, Ozuwara. Ozu, Ozuwara. Ozuwara? Uh, Ozu water. Ozuwari? Ozuwari? Ozu, Ozuwari. What are you talking about? It's a Japanese drink that is hot water and whiskey. Oyuwari. Oyuwari. So a hot toddy. It, well, without lemon. It's Japanese. Sure. You could just be uh, making, you know, boiling water to warm up like a sake. Sure, yeah. Just, just put the sake in the hot water. Uh, hot water and pepper? Yeah. But he knows her so well that he says, you're probably getting tea. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's a tea person. Although, wait, she he did encounter her in the uh, coffee shop. Well, he knows at this moment she's in a tea mood. Sure. Oh, well, of course. If you're sick, you want tea. And this was also part of families joining together. I mean, I think the audience at this point is saying, wait tea and honey i know what this reminds me of uh the second five minutes when nelson fox is drinking tea with honey at his desk oh yes what a great callback huge uh, he's the one who told me you were sick how's george great really great revolutionizing the place she can't work in his department unless you have a phd in children's literature I love daisies. You told me. They're so friendly. Don't you think that daisies are the friendliest flower? I do. When did you break up? A couple of weeks ago. Everyone is breaking up. You, me, this other person I know broke up with someone in an elevator. Do you think daisies are the friendliest flower? After it or just outside it. I do. It got stuck, I think. what do you think is when a friendly I saw flower? you at the coffee place, I was waiting for him. Bird of Paradise? Charming. It's not charming. Bird of Paradise very severe. Tea? Yes. I was, I was upset and horrible. Honey? Yes. She almost nails I was the, the plane. horrible one. <laughs> well, that's true. But I have no excuse. Oh. Oh, I see what you're saying. That's interesting. Whereas I am a horrible person, therefore I have no choice but to be horrible. That's what you're saying. But that's all right. That's all right. I put you out of business, so you're entitled to hate me. It's the easy part. That is so generous of him to allow her to hate him. Yeah, they're getting along great. (laughs) 
Uh, she, as she goes to the couch, she hides some papers, very embarrassing, and then hides one more mug by hiding it under papers. She's, she's, you know, very self-conscious. She's been hitting the mug pretty hard. Oh yeah. And oh, so many mugs. So many mugs. Uh, and then there's this, this back and forth. She says, oh, I was talking to this guy about his breakup. Oh, yeah. You know, when I saw you at Cafe Lalo, I was waiting for this same guy. Uh, boy, at that time, I was so... And he says, you were charming at Cafe Lalo. And she says, no, I was horrible and, and angry. Right? Horrible yeah. and angry? Uh, horrible, upset and horrible is what she says. Yeah. He says, next line is, Honey? She says yes. Is it? Is this something? Is this like? It's it, there's like a kind of familiarity here of just saying like, oh, these people are calling each other honey. Like they're like. Yeah, I, I also read it as as that. Yeah. The, the the way that the tone of the voice, I think that is almost in, like has to be intentional. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it kicks it kicks your back brain and like, oh wow, it's like they're already a couple. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Uh, and then he says, no, you're charming, not upset and horrible. I was a horrible one. And she says, yes, you are horrible, but I have no excuse. I was, you know, I should not be horrible at any time, whereas you are always horrible. <laughs> and he's saying, okay, uh, yeah, that's 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 what you're saying. I'm horrible. You're only, you know, discretionarily horrible. The end. Uh, and that's, that's basically it. That's right? it. That's it. A- yeah. Any other notes here? Uh, that was no. your line pie. I was the horrible one. You know, nothing else is common. No, no, I just thought it was representative. I was the horrible one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. They're, well, that's, you know, that's they're, been... they're apologizing for everything they've done. They're going to make it up now, and they're going to be just fine. That's so that's I been an analysis. I, I think next ep we spend almost all five minutes in this apartment yeah. some more. So get Great. ready for some more. Exciting. Yeah, it's yeah. really we're, – we're getting down there. I mean, there's only, you know, three or four I, – I am honestly looking forward to the – like going through the end of cocktail it's like oh this is so perfunctory because I, I i love cocktail i think the <laughs> the last three or four or five minutes i think we're you know it was it, there's it was just there's not a whole lot of magic there comparatively sure well could you mean because it was it was just sort of let's let's wrap this all up in in a in as positive way as possible yeah kind yeah. of implausible happy ending yeah, yeah. whereas this i think the happy ending of this it's a weird tra- transmogrification of i think the beautiful ending of the shop around the corner sure i think this is still weird and interesting and i'm looking forward to seeing it's uh, interesting it's interesting um but you know uh let, let's see how this all goes but that's been our analysis and we have uh we have about, about a half hour left yeah so it's time for do we do uh, our other segments or going straight to this um well let's let's at least do hack of the episode. Yeah, now. let's do out of the segments while we're talking about let's, this episode. Let's do every segment our... except for contact and then and then we'll have our special well, segment. Okay. Con- oh, so, con you want contact? Well, okay, let's let's do contact. Okay, here's ordering. Drink the app, hack the app, special segment, then contact and then we'll end. The mouse is back. I'm not sure about this one. Oh, is this not is this not the contact you're looking for? Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, that's oh. coming that's coming later. Right, I, okay, I said right. I said first. Whoa, 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 whoa! What a disaster! It is. It's a disaster. Well, you took you got me a little unprepared there. Drink the app. Pretty Drink obvious. of the app. Tea with uh, honey, baby. Oh, that's a good point. I was what are you going to say? The Evian water? Or yeah, the Evian bottles. They're pretty prominent. No, it's got to be the tea with honey. All right, tea with honey. Second I agree. time tea with honey was here. I suppose the third time Evian will be on. 
That's true. That's true. Okay, tea with honey. I like it. Cool. Good. What did rank? Hack of the app. Hack of the app. Um, let's see. Ways to prevent Joe Fox from entering the apartment. Yeah, I mean, so what were Pri- the perimeter defenses? What were the bugs here? The bugs here are that Joe gained entry. Sure. The bug here is the fact that I mean, really, that Kathleen was obligated to use her kind of personal interactions to keep him away, as opposed to something a little bit more kind of uh, basically a buffer of technology, you know? Yeah. It's like she she had to put she her... She had tech. She just didn't have the right tech. Yeah, she was using 1950s tech. Yeah. And just not the right tool for the job. I, I mean, there's a very, like, there's... the Joe entering is a huge bug. If Joe was kept away, we could just have a happy ending right now. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, what, okay. Any other bugs? Uh, there's some minor ones. There's Kleenex all over the place. Yeah, mugs. there's cleanliness in the apartment. I would say the pl- the uh, proliferation of mugs in the apartment yep. is... Oh, uh, yeah. Mug bug. Get the <laughs> mug bug. <laughs> yeah. Um, you got the... Um, you have... Oh, the uh, uh, just, like, flower logistics... Them needing to get into a vase and then get onto the table, like it's a lot of you know, it's a lot of work. Well, I mean, he, it helped him get into the kitchen. That's true. He's That's trying true. to he's trying to gain access to as many spaces. So as actually, possible. that ended up being a plus. All right. Yeah. No, I think it's prim- I think perimeter defense is our is is our hack here. I okay. I'll, I'll co-sign. So uh, what? Okay. So I'll 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 lock into that. Okay. Now let's talk about let's talk about uh, fixes. Okay. Number one, I think we can do some things with this box here, this intercom box. Okay, lose the box. Undo no, it. Well, lose the... Okay, that's one. Just remove the box. That's not really a hack, though. Sure. Possible hacks. Uh, box has dynamic names on it that scramble every time. So, Ooh, you, so you don't okay. know who you're you're contacting unless you know. So it's kind of like a, like a public key, private key. Residents and, and, and trusted people have a decoder ring. Yeah, that where they can tell which which one is is right. Well, you can have a key signing party, so everyone yeah. will know your public key if you want them to enter your place. Yeah. So then, when you enter a place, you'll just see a bunch of encrypted text. Yep. So you'll take out a laptop, type in <laughs> all this encrypted text of these names into your computer, and then one by one check them against all of the public keys you have. Yes. And then if if it's anyone you know, eventually one of them will will decode to the name of the person you know and then you can uh, press their floor yes exactly uh that's i that's pretty good i i, I think that's it's a nice bridging of of the old and the new uh and any other ideas of what you could do yeah uh so some sort of of you know additional functionality available to her and the on her intercom where she can press sort of a perimeter defense button which then causes the downstairs intercom to you know, to like shoot out a cloud of like sleeping gla- sleeping gas, you know, yeah, and that's possible. I, I like the idea of kind of obscuring the information which is relevant here, which mm. is okay. The mistake was made. Joe has breached the perimeter. He sure. knows he is going to the second floor because he saw Kathleen Kelly's second floor. Sure. What would be great right now if she could like turn a lever and then move her apartment to a different floor. Or just change the labeling of the floors, right? I mean, he oh, could... Oh, so on the second floor, there'll be a number next to it. Yes. But then it'll change to a different random number. Yes. And it'll go up and say, wait, it's eighth floor? <laughs> That's not right. Yeah, exactly. Well, you'd want to change it, like, by one, but yes, yeah. 
No, um, I, I'd say the more it's off, the more he'll know it's wrong. You know, if it's three, it's like, oh, maybe it was three. <laughs> but it was eight. Or let's say it's like yeah. 940. It's like, what the heck? And then when he goes when he goes back out the front door to check, at that point, the door shuts and locks <laughs> with like a steel, you know, steel steel beam, right? Exa- exactly. Yeah. Just, and uh, then the building's on lockdown. And then, yeah, then then there's a, you can pour water out the front. And, <laughs> uh, like a molten, uh, what was it, parapet or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's a, I, I, I like that idea. It's, it's, it's. Uh, it's uh, I think the proper the proper decoy all right um, uh, so I, I locked into the to the the, 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 the bug so uh, you can lock into the hack unless you think we need more hacking uh, no no I, I I'll lock into I like the um, I like the private key or public key uh, uh, decoder uh. I like I think it is fun because then you use your laptop and type in a bunch of crypto text yeah exactly and that just feels great that fe- that's good hacking there hell yeah that has been hack of the app all right one more thing one more piece of business here we're gonna take care of uh where in the air let's do that okay so we're gonna rate the movie as a whole as a whole movie up until this point as a whole these five minutes as a whole and we're gonna rate them one to five scale no half stars uh mean median mode are all 2.5 and we're gonna start now all right ready okay three Three, two two, one uh, which one are we doing okay movie movie as a whole as a whole Three, Three, two, two one, one four, four stars. stars. Okay, movie up until this point as a whole. Ready? Three, Three two, two, one, one four, four stars. stars. We're locked okay. in. All right, these five minutes. Ready? Three, Three two, one, one three and a half stars. <laughs> oh wow! Um, I, I just I think it's this is a necessary like uh, speed bump. You know? Yeah. yeah. I think it's a necessary speed bump. You know, you gotta have it. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Kind of gross. Well, that's, I mean, that's got- why I, I bumped it up a little bit is because I think, like, yeah, it's kind of weird, which is interesting. It's interesting, yeah. I just, I, th- I think. We also get callbacks to the. Tea um, with honey. The tea and honey. And and George. We get a callback to George, uh, and we get a callback to the Patricia Eden, uh, you know, job. Uh, okay, 2.75. Okay, good. All right, we got we got you up a little bit. And I'll come down to three, so we'll, we'll average out at 2.75. Eight, two, five, two, five. Yeah, <laughs> good. All right, that has been where in the air. All right. Um, Wait, it's, it's actually eight seven five, I believe. Okay. Uh, okay. So now we're gonna transition to our very special segment. Oh hell yeah! This is very great. special segment for these. Should I keep the movie audio in the background, or should I uh, should I lose it? Um, it doesn't hurt to have a little. Well, no, we're. I mean, we'll have our own. We'll have our own new audio. So uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so a uh, very special segment. Uh, this, this is. This is the moment. This is something we've not done on the air before, but I think this is good to do. This is this is something. This is uh, looking forward to 2008. 2008 or 2008? Uh, 2008. 2008. 2008. Okay. Um. All right. Yeah. So we are going to. We 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 started the show talking about Convo, 1978. Talked about Cocktail, 1988. Yep. Nothing else was even considered for, for Cocktail. We didn't even know oh, we yeah. were like we we didn't know we we're even doing. Perfect. It started yeah. with C. It was a 1988 movie. 
It was, was perfect. A, it was perfect. 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 Yeah. It was perfect. Then I think based on that pattern, we knew 1990 was next. We yes. made many, many uh, options. I I thought Ants was in the bag. Ants was seemed good until we watched it. <laughs> That's you got to be prepared. Uh, and so other other good options we discovered. I think movies were interesting, but not the right earful kind of movie, such as Welcome to Whoop Whoop. Oh yeah! Oh, what a film! But, I love what a, it. What a what a movie though! It's 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 an interesting movie. In it's own right. We knew a spinoff app talking about Whoop, uh, Welcome to Whoop Whoop sometimes. Well, oh yeah. But now we're talking about 2008, and we have to create ten options each, ten movies each, and we are going to share our lists and then find out what we're going to screen before we make the final determination. Yes. Exactly. Okay, uh, so, so and, and I think the key thing here. So, and, and we're gonna we're gonna run through. We've each made lists of ten. So we're gonna run through those lists of ten, and then we're gonna pick a movie, which I think we actually have already agreed on offline. But we'll see. It could go anywhere. I mean, I thought we agreed on on ants last time. That's true. But it turns out that is that was a very bad idea. Yeah. So we we will need to watch some movies and just confirm. But but we'll go through our top, and then um. And then the other, um, whoa, whoa, whoa! What is what happened? I think it was you. Okay, taking taking screenshots over there. Um, and uh, keep in mind the criteria here is not best movie. It's best we, earful movie. We are not ranking the best movies of 2008, as will be clear from the, these lists of movies. Um, what we are doing is trying to find the best earful movie, which has to be. It's a movie that speaks to its time. Yes. It's a movie that speaks to what it's like. I mean, our movies tend to be an exploration of masculinity in the 70s. Sure. An exploration of masculinity in the 80s. An exploration of masculinity in the 90s. We'll see what's next. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm making one last-minute swap, actually. Whoa. Like, yeah. within your 10 or outside the 10? I'm putting something new into the 10. So that means something is dropping outside. Something is dropping outside the ten. Yes. Wow. I know, just barely outside the ten. I have, um, I have my number eleven. Okay, let's talk about. Okay, let's. Stay it was too good. I put. I took a movie that was okay. too good and I put it outside the top ten. That's okay. What I'm doing. Okay. Number yeah. ten. Start with you or start with me? Uh, number ten. We'll start. We'll go you first. I think on these. Okay. So here's yeah. here's something that has a connection to this movie. I yes. think it's it's worth considering. It's a 2008 film. Flash of Genius. Flash of Genius. Uh, you you sent me a screenshot of that, but I didn't. Um... No, I don't think I did. Oh. Flash of Genius. A description. A nine to B. Robert Kearns takes on the Detroit automakers, who he claims stole his idea for the intermittent windshield wiper. Oh yes, Star- I did see that. Starring Greg Kinnear as oh. Bob Kearns. Wow. All right. So, Not bad. I've heard it's pretty good. I've not seen it. Okay. So that's a 2008 film, number 10 on my list. All right, number 10 on my list, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. That that was out that was that was one of my also uh, <laughs> highly memorables. That's that's a that's a it's it's a it it's a movie of its time. It speaks to the time. time. It yeah. really speaks. I mean, the, the idea of a playlist speaks to the time. Yeah. Um, I, not, let alone an infinite playlist. That's that's a good call. I feel I feel a bit bad I did not Put that on, but very good call. I like it. Okay. Uh, also, well, I'll say uh, uh, just a general observation. 
lot of movies in 2008. Uh, just a big year for movies. Some called a peak movie. Quantity and quality. It might have been our peak year for movies, actually. Yeah. Absolutely. And I will say, now that we have passed it, the one that I just bumped off the list. No, um, no, no, no. You're no? not allowed to. Okay. Not allowed to. All right. Okay. Well, that's making lists. You know, okay. it's 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 grueling because you you gotta gotta make sacrifice. Right, fine. All right, you're number nine. No, no, I think let's snake it. You go next. Oh, snaking it. All right. My number nine, Pineapple Express. That's a pretty interesting one. I think it is. it, it does speak to its time and also has a very memorable, uh, you know, director. That is uh, David Gar- Gordon Green, mm. who made a bunch of, uh, I think, highbrow movies. Or I think really great movies. George mm-hmm. Washington, all the, all the real girls, and then made a stoner comedy with the top... <laughs> uh, the top stoner comedy figures of its time. Yeah, I've not seen it, but actually, I love David Gordon Green. I, I have should. seen it. It's it's a good time. It's a and it's a fun, weird movie. And I think there's a lot of detail there that would be fun to dig into. Very good. Yeah. Uh, my number nine. This is a movie I've not seen. Doesn't I don't really want to see it, but it does seem like it's a very 2008 movie, and that's Twenty Seven Dresses. Ah. Uh, this is back when Catherine Heigl was in a lot of movies. Uh, description, after serving as a bridesmaid 27 times, a young woman wrestles with the idea of standing by her sister's side as her sibling marries the man she's secretly in love with. Uh, 2008. Okay. Uh, All 27 right. dresses. 27. That's a, that's, a, that's, that's a pick. It is a pick. Uh, we don't really know how many of these we're going to give screenings. You know, I think we'll, we'll I'm going to say probably not, not, that, not that one. <laughs> it's interesting, <laughs> though. You know? All right. Uh, My number eight. Your number eight. Uh, number eight, it is the follow-up to Morgan Spurlock's hit film, Super Size Me. Oh, yes. Where in the world is Osama Bin Laden? <laughs> Wait, was Super... So, su- su- what year was Super Size Me? Uh, I think like 2004, 2005. Okay, okay. Uh, but this is, I believe... Let me look up to make uh, sure... Super Size Me was 2004, yeah. 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 Okay. So, 2008... Yep. Where in the world's Osama bin Laden? Morgan Spurlock tours the Middle East to discuss the war on terror with Arabic people. Ah, oh, all right. So that nice. it's, it's it's a movie that would not exist in 1998, and and would not exist today. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. That was your number eight. That was my number eight. Okay. My number eight is Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I don't want to see Mamma Mia, but it's a very interesting movie. Well, it features ABBA music, so it can't be too bad. I've not seen it. Oh, it's um, not like the actual songs. It's like new versions of oh, them, which no. is pretty bad. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah. Oh, no. That sounds bad. It's a jukebox musical. Why wouldn't they use the actual songs? They're good songs. Because you got when you got the pipes of Meryl Streep, you got to use Meryl Streep. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then my number seven. Yes. The Dark Knight. Uh, I, I I would call that a miss. It's too high profile. It's very high profile, but I feel like it is... I f- a, there's a lot to analyze there and a lot of detail that's probably been missed. B, it was high profile at the time, but so many superhero movies have happened since then. I feel like it's actually kind of forgotten by now. I would disagree. I think it is considered a masterpiece of its time by some very sad people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> kind of the point. Yes. Uh, I would say The Dark Knight Rises is a movie which is much more interesting as a forgotten movie. <laughs> sure. Uh, I, 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 it's your pick. It's your, it's my, so, I look, I, I only included one superhero movie in this list. 
because I mean, two thousand eight was like a big year for superhero movies. I will, I, I picked ten because I think every movie <laughs> is a superhero. Movie. I feel like you got to have one on the list. Uh, this was the one I picked. Uh, so there you go. There you go. Okay, so it is now going back to me for my number seven. Yep. My number seven, a two thousand eight film, Drillbit Taylor. What? Drillbit Taylor. Drillbit Taylor. Okay. Uh, description: Three kids hire a low-budget bodyguard to protect them from the playground bully. Uh, starring Owen Wilson as the titular Drillbit Taylor. You get what you pay for. So, uh, you know, that's uh, it's a good 2008 film in my mind. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my number uh, six. six movie is is next to my list. This is a movie from 2008. I like to call Cloverfield. Yeah, I had Clover. I, Cloverfield is farther down on my list, but I I flagged that as a potential. <laughs> I feel it's a very 2008 movie. Sure. A group of friends venture deep into the streets of New York on a rescue mission during a rampaging monster attack. I thought it was so funny, the, like the Cloverfield poster of just uh, Statue of Liberty <laughs> with no head. <laughs> just what a, what a great time, you know. Very aughts. Uh, so okay, that's my number six. All right, my number six is one of my favorite films ever. 2008 film Bottle Shock. That's um, that. I'd say notable film. It's a it's a it's a niche genre. It is. So it's a movie about uh, about California wine country before it was popular. Well, when did it become popular? Uh, right after uh, the, when this movie is set, actually. <laughs> okay, so 2009. Uh, yeah. uh, no, you're right. So it's not of the era. Or it's not set in the era. So that that's definitely points against it. Uh, but points for it because I like it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, and okay. Num- number five. Number five. Uh, I think this is on your list as well. Swing vote. Uh, is that your number five? That is my number five. Guess swing what? vote. My number five. Swing vote. Very nice. How many points do we get for that? I uh, get five. Nice. Uh, yeah. So swing vote. In a remarkable, about- a remarkable turn of events, the result of the presidential election comes down to one man's vote. <laughs> More relevant than ever. I, I'll, I'll say this. I, I've not seen it. I've been wanting to see it for a while. So we're definitely doing a screening of Swing Vote. Sure. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do a tweet. A, a squeen. A squeet. A <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> we'll do a squeen store. Okay. <laughs> we'll do a, a screening and a tweet storm. Also, also, also known as a squeet storm. <laughs> That's that's accurate. That's what, that is what they call it. <laughs> my All number right. okay. So number five already been said, which is uh, swing vote. <laughs> yeah. Uh, going ahead to my number four, uh, it's a film. I, I feel it's a lot of the earful brand is movies that are don't have extremely high pretensions, but this is one. It, it, I think it's more of like an art house movie. But like I feel it's very 2008, very forgotten. A Jonathan Demi film. Rachel Getting Married, 2008. Ah, okay. Uh, All right. A young woman who has been in and out of rehab for the past 10 years returns home for the weekend for her sister's wedding starring uh, Anne Hathaway. Wow. Oh, Anne Hathaway was big in 2008. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Rachel Getting Married. All right. Uh, So, now we're on my number four. Is that right? Okay. My number four, Wally. Well, I know it's movie. probably too good. It's too. I know. It's it's very good. Too good. Too high profile. But what I like about it as an earful movie is uh, there's not a lot of dialogue. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Although I mean, sometimes we struggle when there's no dialogue. Ah, so. but also sometimes we thrive when there's no dialogue. Yeah, that's fair. I, I I'd say 
everybody remembers Wall and, and, and I, I think the ideal movie is one's like I forgot about that movie. Yeah, but, but it, it lives in my soul. Yeah, and it reveals so much yeah. about the, this world. But it's you know you can't Whatever. win them all. You okay. can't win them all. Can't win them all. My number three, twenty one. Oh, is that, that's uh, the the uh, the blackjack movie? The blackjack movie. Oh, yeah, that, that was kind of off my radar. Say more. MIT, MIT, a group of MIT grads uh, goes to Vegas and wins at blackjack. Based through... upon the book "Bringing Down the House" yes. by Michael Lewis, right? I uh, don't know. Which made but... it a uh, you know basically it's a prequel to Moneyball. Sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, it just seems like it'd be fun. You know, dig into Vegas just like culture. Rounders, you know, just like rounders. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a fun, yeah, fun. escape. Type film. <laughs> Just dig into you know 2008 Vegas culture. Could be fun. Could be could be could a be, lot of fun. Could be fun. Okay, uh, we're now on to your number three. Wow, we're I getting think? down. We're getting down here. Oh yeah. Uh, and yeah, number three for me. That's a, a 2008 film. Marley and Me. Oh, I considered that. Yeah, well, I think you should have considered it more. Marley uh, and Me. Marley and me. Marley and me. Yeah, that's it's about the dog. Yeah, it's it's a it's a movie. I've not seen it. Uh, my my uh, dad, and my sister went at the movies and saw it. So I heard a little bit from them who had saw it at the movie theater. Uh, it is a it's two kind of movies. It's a movie about a cute golden retriever puppy and their trouble raising it, and then a sad movie when the puppy dies. So or it grows up and then dies. Uh, let me just quickly read through the four people also ask questions on Google about this movie. Yeah, please. In order. Okay. Is the Marley and Me dog still alive? <laughs> I odds are against it now. <laughs> okay. What, what did Marley and Me die from? <laughs> yeah. Is Marley Me based on a true story? Okay. I believe it. Is. I believe it's, it's 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 someone's book about. Oh, here's my story about my. Fun, stupid dog, and um, and then um, how does? Or sorry, uh, does Netflix have Marley and Me? Do they? Uh, this says sorry, Marley and Me is not available on American Netflix, but you can unlock <laughs> it right now in the USA and start watching. Huh? What, what was the, What was the answer to the uh, Is Marley still alive? Uh, with a few simple steps, you can change your Netflix region to a country like Argentina and start watching Argentine Netflix, which includes Marley and Me. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, uh, sorry, what were you asking? Uh, the, the first question, is Marley still alive? What oh. was the answer there? Uh, is Marley, is the Marley and Me dog still alive? He lives in rural eastern Pennsylvania in a 1790 farm home with his wife and two Labrador retrievers, Woodson. Okay, this doesn't, oh, this doesn't seem like an answer. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, this is, um, this is a link to John Grogan, who is, is an American the, journalist. Is that the name of the dog? It's No, it's the name of the author that wrote the book oh, okay. about his dog, so... Uh, um, just, just the, the description is a family learns important life lessons from their adorable but naughty and neurotic dog. Basically, a spiritual prequel to Marmaduke. Okay, yeah. Let's hear your number two. Oh, okay. I I feel very happy. My number two. I feel this is a movie. Oh, I feel great about my number two. This is a movie that speaks to its time really well. Mm-hmm. This is what 2008 is to me. From 2008, Jumper. Jumper. Jumper, a teenager with teleportation abilities, suddenly finds himself in the middle of an ancient war between those <laughs> like him and their sworn annihilators. <laughs> a Doug Lyman film. Jumper. Oh, do you not remember this film? Stars Hayden Christensen. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't remember this film. Ah, oh, what a! 
the director of 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 uh, Swingers, Doug Lyman, uh. is a big deal. It's like it's like this guy can jump. He can jump, jump from like jump. That means we teleport. From from the New York Times review, Jumper is a barely coherent genre mishmash about a guy who transports himself across the globe at will. I am looking forward to uh, digging into the world of Jumper. Teleportation's the name of the game as Hayden Christensen zips and zaps around the globe with his extermination-minded Samuel L. Jackson hot on his tail. Sounds like a great move. It's basically a, a big convoy vibe, you know? In the 70s, oh, yeah. truckers were jumping from place to place. Oh, yeah. In the 2000s, you know, it's more of the Hayden Christensen. Beautiful poster. Uh, oh, yeah, beautiful. Anywhere is possible. It's a line, and it is a silhouette is of it? Hayden Christensen on the Sphinx's head. This is like a Zombocom uh, Zomb- tri- oh. tie-in here? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's Great everywhere. poster. Any- anywhere is possible. Ah, so cool. Okay. That's been my number two. I- I'm very happy about Jumper. Okay. I think it really reveals a lot. Uh, go ahead. My number two? Quantum of Solace. That's interesting. That's I, I feel Bond stuff. That's a huge profile, but that is a movie of its time for sure. If we were going to do a Bond movie, this would be the one. I, yeah, I'm not sure we should you do want, a Bond movie. But. Uh, but, you know, I'm saying it's number two. It's Daniel Craig era. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's... <laughs> I thought you were saying there's someone's name, Daniel Craig era. <laughs> it's Daniel Craig era stars in Quantum of Solace. It's um, there's a lot of boring parts, um, okay. a lot of downtime. I, that's the one I've still not seen. So I mean, I guess boring, you know, but not uh, boring for a. If you were look going to the, if you were coming to this looking for, especially modern era Bond movie action, um, you might be a little disappointed with the amount of time spent not in action sequences. Um, and uh, it's just, it's got a lot of time to breathe on a lot of different things, and it's a lot of nice uh, scenery, and um, I think it could be fun. Okay, some good bars, good. some good good bar shots, so. And I'm guessing number one, we Num- probably agree? Number one, for me, number one was Iron Man. Uh, no, number oh. one is Speed Racer. Speed Racer. I also have Speed Racer as number one. Yeah, well, we, we coordinated on this one. Uh I, th- I think uh, in a distributed manner. Yes. Um, Speed Racer, what a movie. A fantastic, we think. Fantastic movie. I've only seen it once. It was I've only o- seen it once. It was over two years ago, so I don't remember any of it. Um, but we will, we will definitely have a live screen, uh, live live tweeting uh, of it. Uh, a, uh, a, 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 no, a <laughs> Nope, close. A squeening. Squeening, very Sque- good. <laughs> squeening. Uh, looking forward to that. Wait, was that... Was that a- I think it was squeeting. I think it was a squeeting, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So Speed Racer Wachowski. So actually, let me look up uh, the description on IMDb of, of Speed Racer. I, I think there is there is a certain problem with Speed Racer, which I think is almost the whoop-whoop problem. That it's not set in 2008? Yeah, it's not, really, it's not explicitly about the modern world. Yeah. But I think it's essentially about the modern world. Like, this uh, is what 2008... This may I not mean, be what it looked a, like, literally, but this is what it felt like. It's a cartoonish version of the modern world, yeah. This I mean, it's like it it's like, like we're in cyber world. It, it's only the cyber world scenes from uh, from You Got Mail. Yeah, absolutely. It's you know, it's kind of like the scene You Got Mail, where Agent Smith, uh, you know, kind of says you've been living inside the Matrix. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, a young rate, a young driver, speed racer aspires to be a champion of the racing world with the help of his family and his high-five Mach 
five high tech high five. five automobile. Oh yeah, what a wonderful movie by the Wachowskis. Speed Racer. Speed we a, Racer. We have a little bit of a time to kill, so let, no, g- we don't. G- get some honorable mentions. Uh, uh, so, oh, some oh, quick honorable mentions. Uh, yeah. So the movie I just bumped off, which obviously too high profile. Uh, you know, j- oh, okay. Uh, yeah, one more low profile. Movie. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll just mention a few real quick. Slumdog Millionaire, too high profile. Yeah, one, yeah, one best picture. Um, Tropic much. Thunder. Uh, I thought was an interesting one. Yeah, yeah I, to I think consider. it's it's a, it's a little too big. Uh, and then um, some, uh, in Bruges, interesting, solid movie. Um, all of Che, we could spend s- six to seven hours uh, doing Che Part One and Che Part Two, and that could be uh, could be fun. I've done. I think um, more movies without pretend. Like I'd say, like Swing Vote is a great movie without pretension. Sure. Yes. You yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. You I don't think want. You need more of that. Where um, Che, I think it's a lot of pretension. Yeah. No, I'm joking about Che. Uh, and then um, it's a great world to fall into, though. Uh, and then choke uh, all throughout there. Well, that's an inter- actually. I think choke, choke is so interesting. I feel like that almost be worth it. All right, I will bump choke up. Okay, uh, right. I I have a few in front of me. Uh, what just happened? That's a Barry Levinson mm-hmm. film. Okay, uh, Robert De Niro is a movie producer. Oh. Uh, just it's it's feels very of the time. Sure. Uh, Last Chance Harvey. Mm. Starring Dustin Hoffman and Emma Thompson, romantic comedy between the two. Uh, Beer for My Horses, starring Toby Keith. Very Sounds nice. pretty good. Uh, the movie Yes Man with Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah, I saw that one. Yes Man would be a fun time, yeah. Yeah, it's I, not, not a whole lot of uh, you know cultural place for people remembering Yes Man. The Day the Earth Stood Still. Yes, the, the remake. remake. Yes. With Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I've not oh, yeah. seen it. I, I feel it's very of its time. I'm, I'm kind of tempted. So uh, are we going to adjudicate later what we're going to we do? We will. Because yeah. we are running out of time quickly. Are we? This okay. has been 2008 Films. What a Oh, just, just glorious. Just glorious. All right. So we will do some contact info real quick for you folks. Okay. Here's, okay, here's the do it question answer stop. You give me a prompt, I will answer it. I'll give you a prompt, you answer it. Ready? Right. Three, two, one. I want to Twitter you at earful of. I want to email you. Stats at earful of convoy.com or stats at earful of hotmail.com or stats at earful of hotmail.com. I want to, to go, go to your website. Earfulof.com. Good, good, great, good. great, very good. Okay, wow. that was bad. Okay, okay. All right, did that a pretty. Was, that was the worst so far. It was wasn't great. Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, just like years. Just like years. Two, 1998, 2008. I can barely keep track. Time. 78, 88, 98, 08, 18, 28, 38, 48. Hard to say, but there's I, one thing that stays constant. Like sand through the hourglass glass of time, so go our petty lives. But what Email. you do with those emails <laughs> is up to you.
Mr. Off, I list you just an intruder. You're out of the computer. I didn't abuse you. I didn't shoot you. I just took you out of the computer. And I turned my head and I said, you couldn't be cuter, but you're out of the computer. Because you're the world's worst slacker. Sky for you were my lover, but you made me suffer when you became the world.